I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Kelly show let's have some fun on a Tuesday and it is gonna be an interesting night here on the Jesse Kelly show why we're gonna talk about human trafficking we're gonna talk about what the communist does to you one of his main tactics we'll get to that in a second we're gonna have a big fat Jesse was probably right again segment here in a second Chris <laughs> the IRS coming after you why are the crypto guys all dying in accidents all of a sudden? Small businesses, the Senate, the assault on American churches, all that. And so much. In fact, you know what else we're going to have tonight? We're going to have an attorney general from the state of Missouri on the show in about ooh, 30 minutes from now. Why would I have the attorney general from the state of Missouri on the show? I never even have guests. The, the Missouri, what, what, what am I doing? He is doing something that it can be a blueprint for red states across the country. The new model to save America. He's starting it. And we're going to talk to him about that. All that and so much more coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. I'll even take some phone calls way later in the show. Do not call yet. The, the, the phones are off. Don't even call yet. I'll take some calls later on. We'll get to emails. Going to be a real good time. But I want to begin Condemn this. 
denounce that. We, we touched on this really briefly last night about the Trump has some dinner with an idiot with a bunch of idiots and now everybody and their brother in the Republican Party is lining up to denounce and condemn. And the media is lining up to denounce and condemn. I saw one reporter yesterday actually found every GOP senator. I believe he got to every single one of them and went up to every one of them, microphone in their faces. Do you denounce? Hey, do you denounce this? Do you condemn this? Of course, Mitch McConnell's out there today. First, let me just say that there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. Okay. Maybe you're sitting there cheering. Yeah, forget those anti-Semites. Okay, let's let's do me a favor. Set aside the subject for a moment, the anti-Semitic subject for a moment. Let's discuss basic strategy. Let's discuss why the communist does what he does and what we have to do to combat it. If I came up to you, let's say you were, let's say you were a politician. Let's say you're mayor of New York City. You're the mayor of New York. So you're an important politician, right? You're mayor of New York City. And I'm a reporter. I'm with the, I'm with the New York Post. And I came up to you and I said, hey, did you hear that a bunch of puppies were tortured and murdered on your block? Do you denounce the torture and murder of puppies? And I stick the microphone in your face. You're tempted to do what? What are you tempted to do? Well, yeah, absolutely. But of course, no, I denounce it. But then I show up the next day and I say, look, they found more puppies. Are you sure you denounce? Do you denounce the torture and murder of puppies? Those were cute puppies. You, you, you did. I mean, you condemned it yesterday, but it wasn't. It wasn't that loud. Do you condemn it again? And you say, well, oh, gosh, yes, of course. And I come up the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day after that. Do you condemn this? Do you condemn this? The puppy murder, puppy torture. Do you condemn it? What am I doing as a reporter? What am I doing? Well, okay, let's take what I'm saying on face value. What do I get as a reporter out of getting you to denounce or condemn something? What do I actually get from it? What is accomplished? Anything? Not really. I mean, didn't really have anything to do with you, so I don't really get anything tangible out of it. So what do I get out of asking you to denounce or condemn something that you had nothing to do with? You're mayor of New York City. What do I get out of it? Well, here's what I get out of it. I get to associate your name with something terrible That's A. And B, I get you talking about the terrible things I want you to talk about. And I get you to not talk about any of the great things you would like to talk about. You understand that they do this on purpose, right? That this is done on purpose time and time and time again. And it works like a charm on virtually everyone in the Republican Party to this day. Everyone. I remember like it was yesterday watching Donald Trump sit down in interview after interview after interview after interview. So do you denounce white supremacy? So you do denounce white supremacy, right? Hey, there were white supremacists. Do you denounce that? Hey, do you, den- do you denounce that? And I remember watching Trump sit there 
lost as can be, getting frustrated as can be. Yes, I already said I denounced it. I I said I I've said I denounced it. No, I denounced it. I've said I denounced it. Over just desperate, desperate for them to listen. Why won't you hear? I denounce it. They're not tr- going to listen. They're your enemy. They're trying to label you with something terrible. They're not your friend. You can't talk them out of it. You can't denounce or condemn your way out of them trying to associate you with horrible things every single minute of every single day. We have got to buck up, grow up, and get smart enough to start talking about only the things we want to talk about and never, ever Ever, under any circumstances, do you get up and condemn or denounce anything they ask you to condemn or denounce? Jesse, do you condemn anti-Semitism? Do you condemn Joe Biden nuzzling every single teenage girl and underage girl he's ever met and grabbing them inappropriately? Well, what? No, I I, I asked about anti-Semitism. Jesse, do, do you denounce anti-Semitism? Do you denounce the sex trafficking going on on the border enabled by Joe Biden and his administration? Do you denounce it? Do you condemn it? Why aren't you denouncing it? Well, you're changing the subject. No, no, no. Do you denounce the $2 billion sent to Ukraine of taxpayer money that no one can give an accounting of? Do you denounce it? Do you condemn it? Stop playing their games. We play their game on their field with their referee enforcing their rules. And then we whine at the end of the day, every single time. Oh my goodness. How are they getting us every single time? They're getting you because you're a pathetic idiot weakling that doesn't understand what time it is and doesn't understand. You're not dealing with the reporter from the New York post. You're dealing with the communist apparatchik who wakes up every single day and spends every minute of that day trying to destroy destroy you and everything you care about. But instead, we have a big bunch of low-T weenies in the GOP who never get it. Oh, Trump had dinner with somebody. Oh, I denounce it. Oh, I condemn it. Oh, I, I, you definitely can't meet with an anti-Semite. Let me just say that there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. You know what not a single communist reporter in this country is saying right now once Mitch McConnell say that? Not one. Not one of them saying it. Not one of them thinking that. Not one of them is sitting back here right now saying, wow, you know, <sighs> he did it. He denounced it. Mitch McConnell's clearly good to go. Hey, guys, he's one of the good ones. Let's leave him alone. They're all sitting back, snickering at themselves. Look at this big, stupid idiot once again talking about everything we want him to talk about. And he's not talking about anything that we don't want him to talk about. Look at the big buffoon. Look at the big buffoon. He's, he's spreading our message. How, how genius. How genius are we and how stupid. And they went down the list. It was almost Every single Republican senator, I definitely condemn it. I definitely denounce it. Over and over and over again, I've watched people play this game on our side. And honestly, at this point in time, it it makes me physically ill. It makes me physically ill to know that you and I are in the cause of freedom. We are out there fighting tooth and nail against everything these people will stand for. We're trying to save this culture, and we are led by the most pathetic, stupid bunch of eunuchs I have ever seen in my entire lifetime. 
Hi, Jesse, do, do you denounce Do you denounce who Trump had dinner with? Do you denounce the digital dollar that will be the end of freedom in the United States of America? Well, well, I don't understand. Jesse, why can't you just denounce it? Why can't you denounce Joe Biden sexually assaulting Tara Reid, allegedly? Weird how that story went away. Weird how Joe Tentacle Fingers didn't get the same news coverage out there. Maybe that's what I want to talk about. Jesse, why won't you denounce? Why won't you denounce Paul Pelosi? Paul Pelosi opening the door after he escaped his kidnapper who was still in the home, opening the door for two San Francisco police officers and then turning around and walking back inside of the home to stand next to that alleged MAGA kidnapper. Oh, you don't want to talk about that? I'm sorry. Should I be denouncing what you want me to denounce? No. No more. This is the new right. And we are anti-communists. And you never get to determine what I do and don't talk about ever again. That's anti-communism. I got myself fired up. I didn't mean to get fired up. I was in a good mood and I got myself riled up so I can feel my blood pressure going. All right, all right. Forget it. Forget it. We're going to move on to other stuff here. We're going to move on to dead rich guys. Because apparently there's going to be a lot of them soon. I will explain. Look, we're going to oh, we're gonna go deep here in a second. I will explain in just a moment before we get into dead rich guys, let's get into, well, I brought up yesterday the whole Disney thing, how they lost $100 million in, on one movie, fired their CEO. People aren't going to the parks. They're not going to the movies. And the reason they're doing that is because of you, because you changed the channel. You, you canceled Disney Plus. You canceled your Disney vacation. You put your money where your morals are. Every single day is election day now that this country's corporations have thrown in with the government. Every single time you pay your cell phone bill, every month you are voting. Who'd you vote for last month? You vote for freedom? Did you vote for communism? If you have AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, you know exactly who you voted for. Switch to Pure Talk. Pure Talk shares your values. Your bill will drastically be reduced with the same 5G coverage. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and then you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Remember, you can email the show whatever you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, do, do you, Mr. Mayor, do you denounce Do you denounce this meeting that you weren't even at and that you had nothing to do with? I don't know. Do you denounce felonies surging 40% on New York City subways? 40%. Over and over and over and over and over again, we are told we have to denounce. Do, do you denounce? Do you, did you hear this guy met with this guy? He had dinner with this guy? Why won't you condemn it? Why won't you condemn the IRS hiring 87,000 new IRS agents to attack lower-class Americans? Not just middle-class, lower-class Americans. You do understand that the IRS hired 87,000 IRS agents to track any payment you make of $600 or more online? If you go sell your couch tonight on Craigslist for $700, the IRS is going to come knocking if it's not reported to them. Oh, but should I talk about dinner? Oh, 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 the anti-Semites. Should I talk about that? You don't determine what I talk about. Not now, not ever. I'm going to talk about something weird really quickly here. Because I saw this a couple days ago. 
Uh, well, hold on. Pause. Before I get to what I saw a couple days ago, do you remember back in the 2008 crash, the 2008 recession, the great recession of 2008? I'm sure you remember it if you're old enough to. And you remember those were some tough times, right? I remember there's a lot of shopping malls with a lot of empty slots out there. It was, it was tough times. And I also remember this. It seemed like every other day there was some Goldman Sachs Wall Street executive who took the nasty plunge off the Empire State Building or was found overdosed or fell off his yacht and drowned. Do you remember that? It, was, it wasn't one or two. You can go look it up now. It was a lot of them. It was it was it got to the point it was bizarre and people started talking about it. Why are all the all these finance guys are all they're all dying in accidents or they're all killing themselves? It's really odd. But I'd kind of put it out of my mind and I didn't ever want to get deep, too deep in the internet weeds and I'm not going to now either. Don't worry. You don't have to pull out your tin foil hat. But I did see a couple interesting headlines. This is just uh, in the past 24 hours, 48 hours. Well, yeah, this is from yesterday. $3 billion crypto company. Remember, crypto is the online currency. It's, it's, uh, don't ask me. It's, I don't, I've never understood it, so I've never invested in it. It's currency that doesn't exist, but it does exist online. It doesn't matter. $3 billion crypto company says the founder's legacy will live on after the guy dies at the age of 30. He was with the Amber Group. Age of 30, perfectly healthy, Died in his sleep. Huh. Okay. Well, that's very sad, obviously. It's, I'm certainly not going to point any fingers or, or make any accusations. Who knows what kind of underlying health conditions. I mean, you just you never know. Look, strokes, heart attacks, these things happen. I don't know. So I didn't really give it a, a, any thought until today when I woke up, woke up and I read this. Russian crypto billionaire dies in a helicopter crash. Okay. Well, I'll tell you something else. I'm not going to make anything of this either, and I'm really, don't worry, I'm really not going to get in the weeds and start doing the thing where you draw lines on a chalkboard and we have people's names and faces up there like we're in some kind of a detective movie. I'm really not doing this at all. But let's just say I'm officially watching because the crypto market online just blew up. It's crashing badly with all that FTX scandal and whatnot. And now in 24 hours, we have two high-powered crypto guys who have died. I'm not making anything of it, but I'm watching. I am, however, going to do a really ham-fisted segue from that, and I am going to say this. Like 2008 and now, whenever you have large quantities of money involved, inevitably when you have large quantities of money involved in anything, traditional investing, crypto investing, whenever you have large quantities of money you are going to have some of that money that's dirty. There's going to be some dirty money that's going to find its way in there. Bad men, including bad men in government, by the way, bad men want their money invested legitimately because it cleans the money. People want, bad guys want clean money. They want clean money. They also want a return on their investment. Don't be surprised if there are some more people who die accidentally in the coming days, Chris, you might want to write this one down. If there are more crypto finance guys dying mysteriously in the coming days, don't be surprised. Because it's one thing to call your buddy and tell him, hey, 
that $10 you gave me to put down on the New York Giants last Sunday, man, they didn't cover the spread. I'm sorry, bro. Your buddy says, oh, man, you idiot. Oh, well, you owe me a beer. It's another thing entirely to call, let's say, a Russian mobster and inform him that the $200 million he gave you to clean for him in the crypto market is now gone. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't know anything now. Two probably totally random accidents. Something to watch, though. Well, Chris, look, they might be. You never know. Look, I really wasn't. It's just I'm officially watching because I remember 2008. It was every other day somebody was nosediving off a skyscraper in New York City. All right, enough of that. Enough of the ugliness. Let's get to mental illness. <laughs> I said enough of the el- ugliness, and we're going right to mental illness. Let's talk a little bit about that. Before we get to that, let's say thank you to a man by the name of Mike Lindell because he's once again stepping up to help. Mike Lindell, you realize he doesn't need to speak out politically, right? My pillow has put out such great products forever that he could simply shut up about politics and he'd still be in Walmart, he'd still be in all the big box stores, his net worth would be vastly more than it is now. He doesn't have to do any of this and yet he chooses to get in the fight. I admire that so much. And so, yes, right now they have their lowest price ever on the Giza Dream Sheets. And they are incredible sheets. And you should go get yourself a couple sets. But you should go get a couple sets just to tell Mike Lindell, thank you. He's running for RNC chair now, just putting himself out there. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. Get you the lowest price ever on Giza Dream Sheets. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or you can call 800-845-0544. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back down. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Anyone catch this little gem from the old Dr. Fauci? You have said that you think that it is likely that it was a natural development from animal to, to human, yeah. uh, but that your mind is open about it possibly being from a totally. lab leak. And, and the investigation is going to be about specifically uh, whether there's any connection, if there was a lab leak, to U.S. investments uh, in virus research. It's possible, right? I mean, well, Well, it's possible that there's a lab leak, but if you look at the viruses that the NIH funded, and it was a very small grant, $120,000, $130,000 a year, uh, granting to study bat viruses in a surveillance way. If you look at those viruses, the, what was done with the viruses, it would be essentially molecularly impossible for those viruses to turn into SARS-CoV-2 mm -hmm. because they were so evolutionarily distant that... I can't tell you what's going on in all of China and in other things, but right. I can tell you for sure that if you look at the viruses that the NIH grant funded to study in a surveillance way, anybody who even has a peripheral understanding of evolutionary virology will tell you these viruses could not possibly turn into SARS-CoV-2. So when you talk about a leak, maybe there's a lab leak but it's not with the viruses that the nih was funding oh okay well i guess that's solved I, I guess we're back to bat soup remember when they told us it was bat soup joining me now is someone who's actually doing something about this criminal organization missouri attorney general eric schmidt now senator elect eric schmidt so we can add to like the four good senators we have in the whole senate which is nice first of all please tell us what you're doing why are you deposing dr fauci well, listen, Jesse, let me just say, I love the show and the idea that you get walk-up music 
is fantastic. <laughs> so this is awesome, by the way. And uh, but but yeah, so the, the the deposition of Fauci stems from the lawsuit that we filed in May, alleging that the Biden administration, which we've now proved, has colluded and coordinated with big tech to essentially outsource censorship, which is illegal under the First Amendment. Right, the government doesn't get to censor content or deplatform people, but they've used now big tech as their proxy to do so. And central to that lawsuit is the idea that through Fauci and his communications team and others, the Surgeon General, they were, uh, you know, when Fauci speaks, big tech censors. That's, that's the, one, of the, one of the main claims of the lawsuit. So the judge uh, granted our ability to take the deposition of Fauci last Wednesday. And for a guy, I mean, there's a few observations here. For a guy who claims to be this all-knowing being and once proclaimed, you know, I am the science, he had a lot of I don't recalls in that seven hours, but we were able to extract, I think, some really important information. You referenced that, that clip there, the lab leak. He knew that that was a plausible and likely theory. Uh, he's trying to dance around and parse out dollars and research there, but they were funding money that was going to the Wuhan lab that wasn't secure for this kind of research. He knew that very early on, and so in early February, essentially, of 2020, as this became known to people, they worked overtime to discredit that theory and label anybody that talked about it as a conspiracy theorist, right? And so big tech then, of course, parrots that, takes down people who talk about it. That's example number one. You've got then, he sends his chief deputy, Dr. Lane, this came to light in the deposition, to China to see what they were doing about it. And they fell in love with these extreme measures, these lockdowns, which, by the way, the Chinese people now are rebelling against. If Fauci had it his way, we would have had even more extreme measures than the lockdowns we experienced that destroyed livelihoods and lives. And then thirdly, really interestingly, um, in February of 2020, a friend of his emails him, which we got access to, emails him and asks him, you know, should I wear a mask on a plane? And he says, essentially, masks are ineffective, right? And he holds on to that for a few weeks, even when studies come out. And then all of a sudden in April, he does an about face and says, no, masks are effective. And in fact, they should be utilized. Mandates follow. COVID tyranny is born. And we saw, you know, all of the what happened in our schools and what happened to businesses. And so Fauci lays right at the heart of all of this. And I would also tell me one other interesting tidbit from the deposition in this case. The court reporter at, after lunch sneezed. Fauci wanted her to wear a mask. Okay, <laughs> that. It's like, and so here's the thing, like, it's totally insane. So that's the mentality of the guy in November of 2022 that was put in charge of all this. And I think that's why you saw, you know, playgrounds being locked down and people being arrested for being on beaches. I mean, insanity flowed from this guy who was just making up as he as he went along. Speaking with Missouri Senator-elect Eric Schritt at the moment. Okay, now let's go back to the mass thing because I find this interesting. It's not hard to figure out why the guy would attempt to cover his own rear end when it comes to the lab leak. No, 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 it was bad soup. It couldn't be the lab leak, especially if he possibly might have his fingerprints on it. At least you can figure out why mm -hmm. he would. What I don't understand is the mask. No one enjoys wearing them, although it's become a safety blankie for some people. No one enjoys wearing them. Why about face? Why why push a mask mandate? I don't understand what he gained from that. Well, I mean, you're talking to the guy that sued 47 school districts in Missouri for forcing the masking of five-year-olds. And so for me, this has been very clear 
from very early on. Once COVID tyranny kind of began, right, and you saw guys like Fauci who could stand up there in their white coats and dictate to millions of people how they would live their lives. This was never about the science. It was about power and control. And I think if you look at all everything that happened during, you know, COVID and put it under the lens of the people who in charge uh, were seeking that power and gained more and more power because, you know, you had county executives and, and mayors who, you know, whose jobs were to like name streets and approve budgets. All of a sudden we're standing there saying, I'm going to protect you. You know, it was a very, it was a thing that, that captured a lot on the left, and they still haven't let this thing go, Jesse. I mean, they're still obsessed. I mean, Fauci on Sunday morning raised the possibility on a Sunday morning show that, that schools could still be closed based Ugh. on the viral load. I mean, they just can't let this thing go because they have a playbook. And I would, here's my prediction to you. You're already starting to see it. The climate alarmists will use the same tactic, right? Fear, um, something must be done, you know, check your liberties at the door. And that's what they're going to try to do with the administrative state, which is why it's so important, I think, for people to stand up and say, this is never going to happen again. And why this lawsuit's important to expose the lies and the deceit and the, uh, you know, in the name of combating, quote, misinformation, they were willing to silence people. The government was in this Orwellian scheme that, that again, should never happen again. And kill people. I, I, so many lives were destroyed. I, I think often about the 15,000 plus seniors in New York who were essentially killed by their governor ordering COVID patients into nursing homes. And I just wonder, are those people ever going to get any justice at all? It's no, it's no comfort to them when mom's gone, dad's gone. It's just, it, it, feels, like, it feels like they're never going to get justice and it drives me crazy. Right. And it's, it's sort of this, again, speaking of this Orwellian 1984 stuff, it's Newspeak, right? It's change the lexicon, rewrite history, pretend it never happened, right? You're already hearing people claim, you know, there needs to be COVID amnesty. Absolutely not. People need to be held accountable for this because this is not only an infringement on it affected people's. I think of the folks who couldn't see their loved one nope. who were dying in a hospital, Right. And everyone was being lectured that if, you know, you weren't wearing a mask, you were responsible for killing people. This stuff was insane, and it should never happen in the United States of America, where they're seeking to control the citizenry. Look what's happening in China right now. Look what's happening in China. In the name of zero COVID, locking people in their homes. Um, I mean, this is what totalitarian regimes do. These are Soviet-style tactics, and they need to certainly be exposed in this country that's supposed to value not just individual liberty, but then... You know, the First Amendment, your ability to speak your mind, your ability to object, right, to say, you know what, I don't see it that way, as opposed to one person claiming he's the science uh, and nobody has anything to say after that. It's not. I mean, listen, they had candles dedicated to this guy. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh, Senator-elect Eric Schmidt, Attorney General Eric Schmidt, go kick some butt in the Senate. We're rooting for you. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Uh, think about those lives, man. Those lives. Uh, 15,000. That's amazing, man. All right. Well, look, what are we going to do? Let's go save a life tonight. We'll go save a life. We can't bring them back. We can't bring back 15,000 dead New Yorkers. Look, Gretchen Whitmer did the same thing in Michigan. It's not like it's only a New York thing, but we can go save lives. Preborn's out there giving ultrasound. As we speak, as you listen to the sound of my voice, Preborn is in the highest abortion areas in the country. That's where they go. They go into the lion's den, and they're out there telling scared young women they have options, and they're giving them free ultrasounds. It costs $28 
to give that young woman a free ultrasound. You give 28 bucks and save a life tonight. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse. Give 28 bucks tonight. Preborn.com slash Jesse. All right? Paid for by Preborn. We have still more. Mentally ill. He's mentally ill. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That was Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt giving us a path forward. A path forward is important. We have to have one. About 10 minutes from now, I'm going to tell you a little personal story about me being a a bad gift giver. I wish I wasn't a bad gift giver, but I am. I don't know why. There are theories out there why I'm so bad at giving people gifts. But I'm really bad at it, and I'm going to tell you a little story about me, and I might even solicit a little story about you. Do remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, Costco was out of eggs yesterday. Costco, the store that normally has pallets overflowing with eggs, was completely out. People were freaking out. Most people have zero idea why Costco was out and how entirely avoidable this is. This is just the beginning, he says. My fear is that people will not learn from the pain they feel and actually vote differently. Look at the people living in the cities. There are squalid dumps now. They vote for more of the same. I don't know if we have a bottom. Sorry to be a downer on a Tuesday. It's not a downer. It's not a downer. Look, people eventually do have a bottom. They do. They do have a bottom. And I'm not even talking about Pete Buttigieg. People have a bottom. All right? They have... They have a place where they can get so low they make changes. I brought up this example last night, but it, it really is true. The bottom oftentimes is simply lower than it should be. Maybe you've done this in your life. Maybe I've done it in my life. I'll tell you, I've done things like this in my life. Like uh, you climb a flight of stairs. You're gassed at the top of one flight of stairs. That right there, boom, that's your wake-up call. Okay. I got to eat a little better and lose a little weight. Doesn't mean you have to go join a CrossFit gym tomorrow, but okay, I'm, I'm gassed after one flight of stairs. There's your heads up. I've known people. Have you ever known people like this? Forget flights of stairs. They'll walk across the room. Like they'll walk down the hall. I used to work with a guy like this. He would walk down the hall, a 20, 30 foot hall when I was in construction. He'd walk down the hall and he would be out of breath. Brother, if you're walking down a hall, a flat hall, walking across the house, and you're out of breath, that is your body telling you you are in trouble and you need to address that situation ASAP. But normally, lots of times, that doesn't work for people. It doesn't work until one day your left arm goes numb and you find yourself in the back of an ambulance and the doctor tells you virtually all your arteries are clogged. And I say this as somebody who's probably going to be there because my grandpa died of a heart attack. And my dad had a quadruple bypass at one point in time. It's just in the cards for the Kelly family. So I know. But enough pain will eventually get you there. You bring up the cities that are, that are living in squalor. I, I mean, did you hear? Did you hear? New, I love this. Did you hear New York City's newest plan? Instead of arresting violent criminals and keeping them in jail, 
They're just going to start classifying people as being mentally ill and putting them in hospitals. And we want to be clear. We don't want us to walk away from this conference because uh, someone is sitting on the train talking to themselves. They're going to be committed because they're going to commit us all. <laughs> so that's not what we're saying. We're saying we're going to an accumulation of factors that is going to make a trained professional determine that this person is in danger to themselves because they can't take care of their basic needs. Now, I'm not going to dismiss mental illness as something that's not real. Mental illness is obviously very real, very, very real. People struggle with various things, chemical imbalances, alcohol and drugs can make it worse. I mean, shoot, the pharmaceutical companies make it worse half the daggone time. But I know mental illness is real. I'm not dismissing it. But I will say this. Speaking of New York, while we're on the subject, I have noticed something because I watch uh, my NYPD buddies send me things and I go online and I, and I see a lot of video of the various violent acts that happen in New York, like uh, the subway assaults. People get pushed in front of the subways a lot now. And it's really remarkable. Every time someone gets pushed in front of a subway or you remember that idiot who shot up a subway or anything like that. It's really, really amazing. Every time someone does that, they classify the person almost immediately as being mentally ill but I've noticed a real consistent pattern. I have not noticed any of the victims being young, strong-looking males. It's weird. Mentally ill, but for some reason, they're all, they all seem to be mentally sane enough to focus on the 80-year-old man, the little Asian woman who weighs about a buck ten, They all seem to be mentally competent enough to focus on victims that are soft targets. It is funny. I mean, there are Italians all over New York City. I know because I make fun of them and then go eat all their food and we all get good laughs out of it because Italians actually have a sense of humor. Anyway, but Italians also have a much more macho culture, much more type A male-dominated culture. It is so odd. All these subway attacks, all these sidewalk attacks of somebody getting randomly punched out on the sidewalk. I have not noticed one Italian man is the victim. Huh. That is funny, isn't it? They always seem to find the tiny Asian woman. But don't worry, they're just mentally ill. Maybe we oversell the mental illness thing quite a bit because we just don't want to address that societies, all of them, Especially the big cities have a bunch of violent scumbags now who've been let out of jail and frankly should be locked in a cage the rest of their lives. Maybe it's time to have that conversation. No? All right. I do. Look, let's have a conversation about something good. Shrimp. Now, obviously, as you well know, Jewish producer Chris has never been able to partake in Biloxi shrimp. I, however, have gotten to enjoy eating it in front of him, and that alone is extra satisfying. What, Chris? I, I'm doing this for you so you don't have to do it. And, you know, I don't want you to violate your religion, but I'll describe it to you so you can live through me. This is a benefit for you. Plus, it's not communist shrimp, Chris. It's not coming from Vietnam or any one of these scumbag countries. Biloxi shrimp comes right out of the Mississippi Gulf. They deliver it right to my front door. May I recommend their herbs and spices, by the way? You seriously just need a stick of herbs. That's right, Chris. Herbs and spices. <laughs> I recommend the herbs and spices. All you need is a stick of butter and some Biloxi shrimp and some herbs and spices, and you eat like a king, as long as you're not Jewish producer Chris. But seriously, it is the best shrimp you'll ever have in your entire life. They'll deliver it to your front door. Go to BiloxiShrimpCo.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 10% off. All right? 
BiloxiShrimpCo.com, promo code JESSE. Did you hear the ladies on The View trying to use your values against you? And Whoopi often says you have to separate the art from the artist. Listen, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. That's right. That's right. And should he be judged? should be noted they're talking about Will Smith losing his mind, running on stage and slapping Chris Rock. Do you remember that? That was hilarious. I don't know why everyone was so mad. I thought that was funny as can be. And Whoopi often says you have to separate the art from the artist. Listen, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. That's right. That's right. And should he be judged by that, his worst moment? Well, I mean, you could say, you know, as Jesus would say, turn the other cheek. And certainly Chris Rock did. He sure did. He yeah, sure but we've did. also learned with historical figures that people that we've put into statues and I, I made icons of history had dirty sides and dirty deeds and acts and mm -hmm. I don't don't believe one they can both coexist and we can continue to educate people more on why that was wrong but it doesn't mean you wipe out everything they've ever done weird how that never applied to the confederate statues in the south that's one and two why do they do this why do they you why do they quote scripture the ladies of the view were quoting scripture to you you know they have a reason for this right I'll explain in a moment. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.